0: Welcome to the Evangel Temple Youth Ministries podcast. We pray that this message would be instrumental in God speaking to you and drawing you closer to him. Now, here's today's sermon. All right, guys. So, um, before we start our sermon on prayer, let's pray. (laughs) Uh, Dear Jesus, thank you for letting us be able to gather together and dive into your word and learn what you are. Um, say about prayer and how we should pray. I pray that you would touch the hearts of everyone listening and that you would anoint the words that I speak. In your wonderful name, amen. So the last few weeks we've been talking about the significance of prayer. We've been talking about how important prayer is and how powerful it can be. Also, we talked about, I know last week, Sam talked about who we're praying to, which at first I was like, I mean, that's kind of obvious, but Sam took it a little deeper and dove deeper into that thought. So I know I wasn't here. I listened to the podcast, if that's what you're thinking. (laughs) So tonight, as we continue on our series on prayer, we want to continue to develop this idea of what we should pray for. So I don't know if you guys know what Lifeway is. Do you guys know what that is? it's a christian bookstore though it was a christian bookstore cuz now they're all closing down which is really sad but they're still selling stuff online but there won't be any like real bookstores which is kind of sad but anyway so they do a lot of like christian research studies and so they did this study about prayer and they asked hundreds of americans what are the main things like at the top of their prayer requests and the main things that they pray for And every single person said that their main prayer request involved themselves, their family members, and their friends. Now, I know that sometimes a lot of my prayers are about myself. Um, I'm like, God, please help me with this homework I need to finish, this test I have today. Or today is a Monday and I cannot get through it and I really need your help. And while God does enjoy me talking with him and communicating with him... um, he also there are also other things that are more important than just praying about myself. Most of the time we pray for things that are not necessarily in line with what is prayed for by people in Scripture. So I have this quote uh, that Pastor Isaac showed me from D.A. Carson. And it says, Suppose, for example, that 80 or 90% of our petitions ask God for good health, recovery from illness, safety on the road a good job, success on exams, emotional needs, and much more of the same. How much of Paul's praying revolves around equivalent items? So we don't see Paul constantly praying to God about selfish things or success. We see Paul praising the Lord, praying for others, um, praying for healing for others, for churches to grow, and for God to reign in people's lives and on this earth. There are times we see Paul ask for prayer for himself, but it always involves him asking that when he speaks to people that he would be able to clearly um, present the gospel of Christ. So he's never really asking for prayer for himself, which if he did, it wouldn't be terrible. It's not bad to do that. But the majority of Paul's prayers are for other people. So, of course, you can pray whatever your heart desires. Um, Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. It is okay to pray these things, but random circumstantial requests should not be the only thing we'd go to God for, but they should also not even be the majority of what we pray about, which is really convicting when I was writing this because I was like, wow, I am so selfish when I pray, because a lot of times, It's just like things like just about me. It's not about anyone else. It's like, God, I need you to help me with this homework or God, I hope tonight at work I get a lot of tips tonight or things like that. Just things that benefit myself. See, our prayers, these kind of prayers can fill in the gaps and be fit in between the majority of our other prayers. Um, Pray for everything, yes, but we need to follow the Bible's guide in what we should pray and what we should spend most of our time praying for. So growing up, I went to a private Christian school for middle school and high school. And most of my teachers would ask for prayer requests either at the beginning of class or at the end of class. And was when I was in seventh grade, I had this math teacher who every single day she would ask for prayer requests. And our class being like seventh graders, sorry, seventh graders, we had this kind of like, silly unspoken competition of who had the most unspoken prayer requests. So at the beginning of class, our teacher would be like, okay, does anyone have any prayer requests? And one kid would give like a serious legitimate prayer request. And then the other kids would be like, I have 25 unspoken prayer requests. And then like I would raise my hand and be like, I have 35 unspoken prayer requests. And this like went on every single day. I'm sure the teacher was so annoyed. That is really annoying now that I think back on it. And like as the year went on, we kept increasing. And so it'd be like, I have 100 prayer requests. And most of the time I liked it just because it took out time from class, from doing math, because I do not like or enjoy math at all. So I was like, this wastes time. What a great thing. And so before I went to class, I'd be like, okay, number one is my grades. That's going to be an unspoken prayer request. And then my mom and this friend, and I'd have like a whole list of things that I would like turn into these hundred unspoken prayer requests. And I remember one time we were sitting in class and we were doing the normal thing. And this one girl was like, I have 30 unspoken prayer requests. And I was like, You're lying. You don't have that many prayer requests, even though I was doing the exact same thing. So that's very hypocritical. But (laughs) all that to say, that is not how we should pray. And do not follow 7th grade Abby's example, (laughs) because that is definitely not how we should pray. And attention and spending less time on math should not be your motivation for prayer. Um, All that to say, what should we really be praying for? If the majority of our prayers shouldn't be about selfish things, then what other things can we pray for? And what are biblical examples of prayer that we can follow? How can we get our eyes off of our own needs to see what the Bible says about prayer? The first thing we should be praying for is that God's kingdom would expand. So we're going to be looking at lots of scripture tonight, as we should be doing, because we are at church, Um, and you should be doing in your personal time, but we're going to look at a lot of scripture, so if you have your Bible, we're going to be flipping through a lot, and I don't have all of the verses on the screen, because then it would be like a 30-point slide, so um, I do have a few of them on there, so I'll also be reading them, obviously, so. Um, Our first verse is Matthew 6, 9 through 10. It says, pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we know that this is the Lord's prayer and um, Jesus is the one that is praying this and it's our model for prayer and in this verse, it says, Pray that your kingdom will come. We know your is God's kingdom will come, but what does it mean, the kingdom come? Like, what does that look like for us? Because we really can't, we don't know what God's kingdom necessarily looks like. We're not in heaven, we don't really know what that means. So, what does that mean for us? Um, God's praying for God's kingdom to come. Um, I believe it means to pray that people would turn their hearts to God and also that God would reign on this earth and that God would reign in people's hearts. Our second verse is Romans 10:1 Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. I'm sure all of you can think of someone right now that doesn't know Christ or maybe used to come to church all the time and now they don't come anymore and they're doing things they shouldn't be doing and they just seem kind of lost all of us have people like that in our lives that we know whether it's family members friends so I want you to think about these people right now I'll give you a second so these people that you're thinking of We should be praying for them. And when I think of these people, it's really easy for me to pray for them because I want them to know the love and joy that Christ offers and gives to me. But I get so caught up in my own selfish prayers that I just forget to pray about them. Like I was saying earlier, I'm just going through the day like, Lord, help me with this test or this homework or any things like that. When there's so much bigger things I could be praying for, like people's souls, which is weighty and big, and um, we have to do a heart check if we're only praying for ourselves and not for other salvation. It leads to the question, do we really love the people around us like Jesus loved them? Because if we loved them, we would be praying for them. Are we too self-consumed and self-focused to notice other people? Um, I think a good way to remember to pray for other people is what I do sometimes. I don't always do this. I'm not perfect, guys. (laughs) So what I do sometimes is when I know people that... Like I have family members that don't know Christ or someone um, in my life who is really like struggling with like their beliefs with God. I'll write their name down and I have a little board in my dorm room and I'll tape it to the board. That way every day when I wake up, I see those names and I can remember to pray for them. And when I'm like running to my dorm room to grab some books for a class or something, I see those names I'm like, oh, I need to pray for them. So I think that's a really practical way to remember to pray for these people in your lives. Whether you make a note on your phone or you tape it on your mirror. So when you get up in the morning and you're brushing your hair or doing, brushing your teeth, you can see those names and remember throughout the day those names. And that way you can be praying for them. So our next verse is Romans 15, 30 through 31. I appeal to you brothers by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea and that my service from Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. And in 2 Thessalonians 3.1, I don't have this one on the screen, but it says, Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. In both of these verses, Paul is asking for prayer that his words would be effective in reaching people for Christ. And this is a prayer that you can pray too. If you're about to go, say, tell a friend about Jesus and you're really nervous about it, Like, ask for God to be with you and ask a friend to pray for you that you'll be able to effectively communicate the gospel to this person. So the first thing we should do is be praying for God's kingdom to expand. And secondly, we should pray for God to stir within us and provide understanding to his word. Can I get that slide up, number two? Yeah, for God to provide understanding and stir within you. And so our verses under this is Psalm 119, 18. It says, open my eyes that I may behold the wondrous things of your law. The psalmist prayer in this verse is that God would open his eyes to see the beautiful things in the Bible. Psalms 143 10 says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. These verses are showing a desperation for God. The psalmists here are hungry for more of God. Um, a lot of the times, I know I try to do this, which I really only remember when I'm at church. I'm like, oh yeah, God, like I want more of you. Like you're awesome. But these are things that we don't have to only pray for in church, but we can pray for in our rooms. So what does that really look like? I, when I was going through the sermon, I was like, I really, what does it mean to like, for God to like stir within me? Because like, I felt like, I felt that and like you know what I'm saying like I felt God like move within me but like what does that really mean and so I was wrestling with that and I looked at these verses and these psalmists are saying like I I don't know what that looks like and you're so wondrous that I can't even like comprehend and I want to know more about you. Like Sam was saying earlier God is indescribable and extravagant and It's sometimes really hard. God is so awesome that sometimes it's hard to even like comprehend some of the things that he does or who he like is because he's so complex. Um, The next verse is Ephesians 1, 16 through 18. It says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever had this experience, but at times I'll be reading a verse or a passage I've read tons of times or heard a sermon about tons of times, but I'll read it and something sticks out to me and God will open my eyes to see something I, I never really noticed was there before or give me a whole new perspective on a passage which is so cool because the more you read the Bible the more this happens you'll you'll be reading the same passages you've heard in church your whole life and you're like wow like no one ever like said anything about that before like God is so cool and the Bible is so big and so deep um And when this happens, the more I read the Bible, the more I find out I really don't know as much of the Bible as I thought I did. And I also find that God's word is so much deeper and richer than I ever really thought. This is the prayer we see in Ephesians 1. That not only would God provide wisdom when reading the scriptures, but also that he would provide a revelation of himself. This seems kind of silly because, of course, we know God is loving and kind and merciful. But also, at times, God chooses to reveal, us, reveal himself in different ways to us. Um, maybe he ch- chooses to reveal himself as just. But I want to know as much about God as I possibly can. And obviously, we'll not know everything about God because if we knew everything about him, then that would make him less of a god. So to do another recap, because I really want these points to stick in your brains. First, we should pray for his kingdom to come, for wisdom of him, and finally, we should pray for one another. Romans 1530 says, I appeal to you, brothers, by our our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. Being a part of a church community is great because of this. In times of striving and trouble, our church family is here to lift us up in prayer. Um, So my eighth grade group, shout out to them, um, they do this a lot of the times. When we're in our little campfire group and I'm asking for prayer requests, they'll be like, hey, Abby, I really want to pray for this person in the church, or I know this is going on with a, a family in our church. Can we pray for them? Which that is what I love that about church and that we can be a community together and we can lift each other up and help each other and pray for one another. And even if we have no idea how else to help someone, if there's nothing like physically we can do, if we can't give them money or give them food or if we can't do any of that, we can still pray for them, which is still so incredibly powerful. I think that is so special about church community. Um, second Thessalonians three one says, Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored, as happened among you. And then James five sixteen says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has a great power as it is working. And our last verse for today is Colossians 1, 9 through 14. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, all endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins these verse These verses encompass all the things that we should pray for, the three things that we should pray for. So these verses encompass that we should pray for his kingdom to come, that we should pray for God to stir within us and provide understanding. And it also includes that we should pray for one another. These all seem kind of simple to do, but... Even though they're like simple in saying, I do find that at times it's really hard to do it practically because we, like I said, we get so caught up in our busy lives and you get up, you eat breakfast, you go to school, if you eat breakfast, you go to school and you go through your day, you get done, 3, 30, 4, go home, do some homework, eat dinner and then it's like whoa, where did the time go? It's all gone. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to pray. Like, where is the time for this? Um, My youth pastor, when I was in high school, he used to have this um, acronym. It was a bento, built in, not tacked on. So finding times in your days to build in to pray. And I know Sarah says a lot, like, even if it's just three minutes, like all of us can find three minutes in our day to just sit down and pray, three minutes in our day to read our Bibles, whether it be like an actual physical Bible or maybe you're in the car reading your Bible. These are all not while you're driving. If you drive, please do not do that. There's audiobooks You can listen to the Bible while you drive, but do not read that. I did not tell you that. (laughs) Um, but we can all find times in our day to build in time to pray for these things, to pray for our friends who are far from Christ, to pray for the community of Springfield, because there's a lot of things that are, there's a lot of people here in Springfield that are broken and broken institutions, even just in our city, that we can pray for. So, There is a lot of time left, which I wanted there to be a lot of time left so that you guys can, there's gonna be response music, but I also, and some of it's gonna be without words, and I want you to be able to sit down and think through people that you can maybe write down their names, if you have a piece of paper or pens, or you can find me and I will get you one, or take out your phone and type the names of people, maybe, maybe family members that you know, that don't know Christ, that you can pray for. Maybe friends at your school who you really want to know Christ and what steps you can take to um, tell them about the gospel. And even praying Paul's prayer when he said, let my words be effective to communicate communicate the gospel. And even just praying that. So I want to give us time to pray and give us ample time to do that. So the first thing I want you guys to think about while we're praying is others, and then also think about um, what is something in the Bible that you just don't understand and you want more clarity on. Pray that God would reveal that answer to you or provide someone to reveal that answer to you, and also do some research on it and see... um, See what the Bible says about that topic that you're struggling with. And also that God would just move in you to be bolder in your faith. That way you can tell your friends about Christ. And then lastly, when we go into our discuss, our, our like silence time when there's music playing, um, think about prayers, things that other people have shared with you. Everyone in this room has something going on in their life, struggles and burdens. And think about what your friends have shared with you and and pray for those things. And think about your friends at school and how you can lift them up in prayer. And that way when they're like, hey, I'm really sick, you can be like, yeah, I know. I've been praying for you. And that's like, they're like, oh, really? Like, thanks. I really appreciate that. Like when someone says they're praying for me, that makes me feel like cared for and loved. And that's what we want to do as the body of Christ. We're to love other people. And when we Don't say you're praying for someone if you haven't actually prayed for them. Um, But if you have, be like, yes, I've been praying for you and, like, that God would heal you. And that's, like, that's a big deal to some people, like, that someone cares enough to take time out of their day and, like, pray to God for them. So um, if you want to spread out, get into wherever area you like to go. And before we start your individual prayer time and thinking through these people, I'm just going to um, say a closing prayer. And then after um, the, the three songs, we'll go into our discussion groups. So, dear God, thank you um, for your word. Thank you um, for letting us be able to gather together. I pray that you would lay uh, names on people's hearts right now that are lost and far from you because each person in this room has their own people that they can reach and that they can pray for people that I may never meet that Isaac will never meet um, that other leaders in this room that will never will never meet and will never get the chance to share the gospel with them but these students get the chance to do that because they encounter them on a daily basis or they're in their family I pray that you would lay those names on their hearts right now I pray that you would stir in them and provide understanding to things that they just don't understand about your word or about you, that you would reveal that to them, and that you would also let us open up and be able to share things that are going on in our lives to other people. That way we can lift each other up as a church body, um, and that those things that other people have told us would come to our mind as we're praying, that way we can lift them up in prayer. In your wonderful name, amen. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. If you want to find out more about our youth ministry or any other ministry here at Evangel Temple, you can visit our website at etchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.